Virginia. William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. Ladies and gentlemen, today's opponents on Man versus Train. At the crossing, we have Rick, a 175-pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks, we have Bull, a million-pound freight train that takes a mile to stop. Let's see who comes out on top. You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. I'm ready. You ready, Carl? Yeah, I'm good. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Where Is This Going, the podcast about artists you probably don't know, but hopefully will soon at least grow to in- enjoy or appreciate at the very least. Um, wanted to give you an update about a uh, past guest, a former artist, still current. Actually, anyways, two entrepreneurs that are on the podcast, uh, Alex Kolk and Bruce Ramsey of Off the Grid. They have now secured their shop space um, over on the north side of Holland, where they will be operating from. So kudos for them. They will be on the podcast in a couple months to promote when they are opening up. But uh, just I told you I'd give you updates if you cared, and here they are. Any Jew, we have a new guest in the stooge today. Um, I don't know how else to describe him other than a very <laughs> funny stand-up comedian uh, and video maker and artiste with the pen and the pence. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have Carl Sobel here uh, from Bartending with Carl. Thank you for the applause. Oh. Yeah, thanks for that stellar introduction. I do I what was, I can. Yeah. What's, yes. what's with a pen and a pence? Yeah. Like pen, a, it's a pencil. Pen, all right. Whatever. I don't you you draw, right? <laughs> yeah, I draw. Yeah, yeah, you're a great artist. Oh, so thank I also you. wanted That's to get, very sweet get that of you. in there. You're not just a funny guy. You have some other talents that I mean if <laughs> they're not more marketable than comedy if yeah, it doesn't work out for you, but the way your comedy is going, they may be more marketable. They're probably going to be. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for joining, Carl. Of course, no. Coming out to the Stooge, and we did have some malfunctions. I won't uh, not address the elephant in the room. We are starting an hour and a half late. Yeah, it's all because of you. I know. and you. <laughs> it. <laughs> you always seem like someone whose time is not to be trifled with, so I, I'm sorry for holding you. I'm just super punctual. Y- yeah. I, I can't. I don't know. It's just... I've always been that way. Yeah, it was funny when we pulled up here. 
I saw you just parked in the middle of the road. Yeah. Just ready to go. I was looking at ticks. Yeah, you got here like <laughs> 10 minutes before me, but yeah. you were still ready. <laughs> parked so, in the middle of the street, which was really cool. It was the side of the street. The Barely. Well, it's whatever. But I appreciate you getting here. I know it's the sticks out here. Um, but Carl, bartending with Carl, uh, is that on YouTube or just Facebook? Uh, it's just Facebook and Instagram. Okay, Facebook yeah. and Instagram. Um, super funny. Yeah. Not just the bartending with Carl, but you as a person. Uh, you host, or will host again. Yeah. But The Wednesday... Uh, Comedy night at River North Public House. Yep, nailed so it. That's it's a, a hard name. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a mouthful. I just say River North. I, yeah, I, I, I dropped the public house. It's a. Well, I'm sure Rachel Lee, the beautiful Rachel Lee, who yeah. is the owner of the facility. I'm sure she appreciates you butchering her name all the time. <laughs> Whatever. Everyone else does it way worse than me. Very true. At least I bring customers in when I do it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> at least when I do it, I'm promoting. The yeah. Spot. Yep. Um. And you also are – do you make T-shirts or do you just order T-shirts? No, I – like here? so, like, I have, like – so my parents have, like, a screen printing, embroidery, vinyl graphic, all that stuff. Oh, wow. So, like, they – like, my mom, like, has it in her basement. She does all that. And then she has access to a screen printing, like, facility. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to just give them designs and work through them to make a bunch of random shit. Right. Yeah. Which is much appreciated. Got my mother. Request. Oh yeah, yeah. No, so that actually, like the shirts I made for you with like your meme on it. I was that's actually say, those were very fast. Yeah, no, she can just print those. She has a printer at home where she can just like print onto t-shirts, like onto mugs, oh, and of like course. it's really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how how do you how does one print on a mug? So it's kind of like a heat. Well, it's more of like she. I believe it's like a sticker, but then she like presses it oh, on, okay. almost like an iron on, like a transfer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like sticks of ceramic. I was gonna say, like with a, uh, like a paper or like a T-shirt, I could, yeah, a flat surface, I could understand. But yeah. Anyways, I don't want to get too far into T-shirts and stuff because that sounds really boring to me, and I don't know yeah. much about it. No, I'm glad my mom's thing is boring to you. It's cool. Yeah, th- I'm. I'm. <laughs> I'll happy. let her know. <laughs> I'm happy she can make a living or have a passion or whatever, but the whole science of it doesn't seem that appealing to me but yeah. we're here to talk about comedy my guy hell yeah because that's what, m- mostly what you do yeah i mean you're funny looking and you're funny telling oh you got me <laughs> <laughs> it was a terrible terrible burn but god accurate um so <laughs> also you can follow carl on twitter and instagram for the bartending with carl updates and updates on river north public house and just updates on carl because he's a funny guy at Carl underscore Sobel, and you can follow the podcast before I forget on Twitter and Instagram. Um, on Twitter, I should say first uh, at Where Is This Go Po, and on Instagram at Where Is This Going Pod, and you can follow me on everything at D underscore Hunter Miles. Back to the show. Um, <laughs> so, Carl, Grand Rapids stand up comedian. Yeah. Are you from Grand Rapids originally? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What high school did you go to? A place called Kennewa Hills. Kennewa Hills. It is hick. Like, it is pretty (laughs) hick. It's, like... To find hick in Grand Rapids is pretty... Well, okay, so it was, like, I grew up, like, right outside of Grand Rapids. Right. In a town called Walker. Okay. But it's, like, it's Grand Rapids. Just north of Grand Rapids. Yeah. 
But no, I went to Kenwood Hills. Garrett actually went to Kenwood Hills as well. Really, Garrett? Yeah, Garrett Elzinga. Elzinga. Yeah, nice. he was a grade or two younger than me. Oh, but so you're old. Yeah, I'm super old. Thirty-two. Okay. Yeah. You didn't even want me to guess. I appreciate no, yeah. that. I just you're slower, and I was just like, <laughs> we don't have all day. Yeah. We're an hour and a half late. We don't yeah, have time you have for you schedule. to go through all of the thirties. <laughs> I was going to be pretty close. I can tell you that. Any yeah. Two. You started at 30. <laughs> yeah, I, was just, I was getting there. Yeah. <laughs> Your quick wit is very much appreciated. So uh, did you know Garrett in high, high school since you uh, brought that up? No, not really. I mean, because I didn't really know a lot of people in high school to begin with. That's I odd. just I was such a loner. I mean, I had no interest. I wasn't popular. I was a dork. Ugly kid. I was just, yeah, getting like yeah. bullied all the time. Of course. And then I figured out that... Um, your junior and senior year, you can do like a internship, and you can go to a job, oh. and then get credit for it for right. two hours of the day. So basically, the last two years of my high school career, I only went to school for four hours. Right. I would do like the standard like English and like something else, and then a photography, AutoCAD class, <laughs> and then I would just go to work and get paid. Like I didn't eat lunch or hang out at school at all for like, the last two years. It's building work ethic and also yeah. incels. And I'm at the same job still. Have you progressed at least? In the oh, day? yeah. Not to make it sound sad. That no. actually really made me... I'm sorry. No, no, no. made me sound judgy. No, 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 not at all. I mean, it's like it's a decent job. Like, I mean, oh, I started yeah. out like sweeping the floors. Even before high school, I worked there. Like, I, okay. I like sweep floors, but then I got the internship. What kind of job is this? Well, now I'm like a quality control engineer. Like, I work... It's an aerospace company. Okay. So like I worked in the shop and then mm-hmm. like kind of worked my way up from the machine shop to uh like the computer aspect of it and now mm-hmm. I'm like an inspector. So oh, yeah. people have to come to me to get a sign off before they can do their job. Right. Hell so yeah. It's... We got three quality inspectors here today. That's really cool. Yeah. Any Jew. That's boring. Um Yep. <laughs> aerospace. Are you you've always seemed very interested in airplanes to me? As an outsider, are you interested in airplanes? Oh, yeah. And that, does that have to do with aerospace, or am I completely off there? Yeah, airplanes yep. are aerospace. Okay, cool. I didn't – it sounded familiar, so I thought I'd take yeah. a grab. Um, but where does this interest in airplanes come from? Uh, Well, I mean, my whole – like, my all my uncles were, like, in the Navy, and, like, they were, like, mechanics. The, on, uh, that's boats. On, well, no, air, Navy, they have aircraft carriers, you know? Okay. The aircraft take off and land on. All right. So they need people but to work. But doesn't the Air Force take off on those Navy. aircraft carriers? Dude, the Navy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask them. That's a good... I all, mean, all I'm I hearing is Navy in I think I Air Force think boats. Is, it, whatever. Air, I think... Fuck you, Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> sure. The Navy drives... <laughs> The Navy drives the places that the airplanes from the Air Force yeah. take off on. I but my uncles were like, they were actually mechanics on these bombers on the ships. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, like like the John McCain. He was my the John my, McCain. The John McCain. <laughs> the like John. the Senator John McCain. Yes. He was on the ship that my uncles were on, mm-hmm. and is famously John McCain. He had a bomb go off in right. his plane on deck. Killed a bunch of dudes, started a huge fire on the ship. Mm-hmm. My uncles were actually on the ship when it happened. Wow. So it's like... Did they do anything to help? I think uh, they helped push like planes off the deck that were on fire, but mm. I mean, I don't really ask much about it. You should have. Yeah, well, alive? it's kind of like, yeah. 
It's like you want to ask your uncles, like, "Hey, you got time. how many of your friends died?" I mean, it's a famous story. You don't have to ask them that. Yeah, you can be like, "Hey, but what were you doing?" Yeah, I think it's more like, like did I you guess help it... the situation or were you a puss? Yeah, <laughs> I hope your did uncles you bitch out see... or what? <laughs> I hope your uncle see this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's like, but like they demo. I know that. No, they are. They love your podcast. I'm glad you showed it to them. Yeah, thank no. you. Yep. Carl's an avid uh, supporter of multiple local entrepreneurial investments. I don't know where I was going with there. Any Jew. So uh, what Hunter was trying to say is Carl Sobel is an avid supporter of local podcasts and comedians and yes. their art. Yes, and art. He's a local supporter of art and you, local buddy. art. <laughs> and that's why I felt it best for him to be on the podcast. But also, he's kind of funny sometimes. Hell yeah. But back to the gig. So you're you got your love of airplanes. Yeah. Well, I just I grew up with my uncles yeah. always talking about planes and my right. like my grandfather that I'm named after like worked on planes like in World War Two and like Grandpapa Carl. Yeah. Nice. Yep. And That's then uh cute. so like I just always loved planes. Like our vacations as kids, we go to Dayton Air, Dayton, Ohio mm-hmm. to the Air Force Museum there. That's and like interesting. just go on like all the old air force ones like i've been on kennedy's air force one like where they carried his coffin and shit like Hell yeah. a lot of history and just a huge history buff on all that and damn guess, that's super nerdy and oh yeah i never had like a a museum like of super interest yeah i mean like i've always been interested in art museums and art galleries and things like that but to actually have like a vested interest in something historical where you can there's like substance to research yeah and things like that to get invested in is super admirable from a very uncultured person's yeah. perspective no it was fun because we would go to the museum and i would know everything about these planes <laughs> and then i was like there would be tour guides like these like old retired dudes like talking about the planes and i'd be like correcting them <laughs> and be like no this is actually like because there's a plane that like chuck yeager flew and like chuck yeager's like this like aviation right. icon mm-hmm. and like they have one of his planes there and i'm like talking about it and the guy's like trying to correct me I'm like no nah, dude i got this <laughs> i got <it. laughs> yeah. i talked to him yeah okay so it was it was a lot of fun but then oh, yeah yeah I've, like through that though i've got to like i've actually flown like planes like, oh, i'm not man. a licensed pilot but like i've been able to go up in a biplane mm-hmm. like an old world war ii like biplane and like get to control it for a while and like is that from your uh family ties no or, oh, <laughs> your own endeavors yeah oh yeah so that was fun. Guy got a little scared. That was like flying with me. He was like, because I put it into a steep dive, and he's like, "Yeah, let's not do that again." <laughs> That's probably not a good move. Yeah, but actually, in a couple of weeks, I'm gonna be going up with a buddy of mine. He has his own plane, mm-hmm. and it's like an acrobatic plane, so we can like do barrels and shit. Oh shit! So we're gonna, oh yeah, maybe do some of that. I'm Press excited. Z or R twice. Yep. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's how do you have some? You have a lot of friends. Yeah, and I mean that's. That sounded accusatory. How do you have so many friends? Because I'm just really fucking awesome. Yeah, but you have a very wider range of friends. Do you are a lot of your friends from high school successful? No, in some way or no. All my friends from high school are like just living shitty lives and being racist. I guess. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's Walker. No, I just. I mean, because I've like after high school, I got into. Uh, like rock, the rock climbing scene, mm-hmm. I was huge into rock climbing, and I right. met a lot of people from around the like country and world through that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I just kind of remained friends with them, and then I mean, just would stand up alone, meeting tons of cool people. But right, so I know you rock climb a lot, and uh, 
mostly indoor right now. Yeah. But you did a did you take a lot of outdoor trips? Oh yeah. To actual rocks. Yeah. <laughs> no, like say, yeah, I've been climbing. all over the country for it. I mean, like Arkansas is by far my favorite place. There's like tons of climbing in Arkansas. Really. Kentucky's fine, but it's a little too like try hard at like people that go to Kentucky to climb are like trying to prove something and mm-hmm. it's a little lame for me. Just be, I know driving through Kentucky you can see all all like you're driving through mountains most of the time. Yeah. It's like Kentucky and Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee is awesome. I've done a lot of climbing in Tennessee as well. Hell yeah. Like Chattanooga is a great town for climbing mm-hmm. in general. Where in Arkansas did you go? Because my grandpa's this town called Jasper. Jasper. It's in the Ozarks. Yeah. It's like middle of nowhere it's like a one stoplight town mm-hmm. dry county right like it's... my grandpa's from jonesboro i don't i don't know anything about it but yeah i don't either trying to relate <laughs> yeah hey arkansas um, it's a beautiful place though i mean it's definitely yeah like the especially place to go. the ozarks just like mountains in general are freaking beautiful but oh yeah just wide open lakes and I, for some reason, when I think of lakes, I always think of Michigan as the, like, number one for lakes. But yeah. without, like, we don't have many mountains or we have, like, hills and stuff like, like that and sand dunes. But I want, like, a real mountain escape with lakes like oh. Utah, something like that, Colorado. Yeah. I went to this place called Squamish. It's in uh, British Columbia, Canada. Mm. It's about an hour and a half north of Vancouver. And it's one of those, like, I went there to rock climb. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just climbing up these mountains, and you look out, like, over this valley, and then there's just snow-capped mountains over there, and it's just, like, right. and you look out, and you see the ocean, and it's just, it was, like, Did you, you stay Mich- up there or no? Not, like, on the mountain. Right. We were just, like, climbing and hiking. Mm-hmm. But then, like, because it was probably, like, the cliff that we were up on top of was... 1500 feet and we just hiked mm-hmm. up the backside just to see it right and then uh yeah we just hiked back down and went to our hostel okay but staying in hostels yeah nice. that's what you do when you're a rock climbing dirt bag like, yeah you get I a rental car and you just stay with a bunch of other dirt bags <laughs> but so i was gonna say is is the culture what is the culture like around because you're seeing a lot of beauty but i would Im- yeah. imagine it's a nomadic type of culture. it is it's very like van lifey like everyone's mm-hmm. kind of trying to live that lifestyle but it's like super counterintuitive because like rock climbing is like you're supposed to be a dirt bag but then all the gear is super expensive right of it's course like, that's why you only eat beans is because you had to spend 600 bucks in gear i was know? gonna say you seem to eat you bring up beans a lot like you I were talking you were talking earlier the about fruit <laughs> the more you eat the more you too i've never heard that really <laughs> 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 I hate you. Uh, but yeah, earlier you had brought up when you had first moved in, uh, oh, you didn't yeah. have any bowls or plates. But so when you would eat beans, I just eat beans out of the pot. Yeah, Less, when you're eating, when you live by yourself, yeah, why go through all the other hassle of like putting them in a bowl when you can just eat out of the pot? Exactly, Less especially dishes. when you don't have a bowl too. Yeah, um, the no that type of nomadic culture that exists in the rock climbing community yeah. seems. Like van living seems conducive to a decent career in comedy. I mean, I can see that. I feel like the lower the lower you go, uh, I don't know where what kind of accent developed there. I feel like the lower you go in, um, I guess, means of living, uh, usually you come out with a decent comedy career after that. Yeah, meaning the broker you are, the more likely you are to 
sometime make it. Okay. I mean, I never thought of it that way. I don't think it's a goal to achieve. Like, yeah. To get like, go try being homeless for a while so right. I can finally get that exactly. Netflix special. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it was a wealth of material. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, you. Those are just the stories you hear where people yeah. who came from nothing. Like, do I have to kill my parents to become an orphan to become like Tiffany Haddish, or something Batman. like that, or Batman? Yeah. Exactly. See, those are the people that we try to emulate, mm-hmm. and as kids, we didn't think far enough to kill our parents. That's pretty deep. I'm just saying. so are the graves. <laughs> so so are the graves. Yeah. Six feet at least. Any Jew, um, who's <laughs> going back to our heroes. Oh, who were some of your comedy? Uh, uh, I'll get your comedy, I guess, inspirations or who you who you were introduced to. Yeah, uh, when you were introduced to comedy, and then we'll move on to what actually got you into comedy. Okay, um, but what I said first, go first. So my comedy <laughs> heroes who got me into comedy. So like, it's I can distinctly remember like the first time I watched stand up was Mitch Hedberg. Mm-hmm. I was just my parents were like out in the patio playing Yahtzee with like their work friends or something. Dude, your family sounds so white. Continue. Super white, dude. <laughs> yeah, but we were they were like out there just playing like the card games or whatever. And then I remember watching Mitch Hedberg and his jokes are so easy to do. Right. I remember because he had one like escalators never broken. It's just temporarily stairs. Yeah. And I remember I was like, oh my god, that's funny. So I ran out and I told it to my parents. Mm-hmm. Like I was just stealing his jokes. Right. And then I just went back inside and I watched more. Like holy shit, this is great. And I just this one's good too. Yeah. And I just kept going back and I never knew I I didn't know who he was because you couldn't like in those days you couldn't like look at TV Guide and like see who right. was on. You just Info. and it ends. Yeah. So like it was Mitch Hedberg, but I just didn't know it until like a few years later. Like I saw his CD and I was like, "Oh my fucking god, that's him! I right. found it!" And then like, how old do you think you were when you had first watched that? Then oh, I had to be probably twelve, twelve, twelve or something. And it's probably playing on Comedy Central. Yeah, yeah, it was his Comedy Central special, right? But I remember like just him, and then like my parents bought the Robin Williams live CD, and that was I think it was the two thousand two or two thousand three one. Mm. I can't quite remember that, but it was. Like that, I listened to that on repeat just all the time when I was like 16, 15, for, 16. For Christmas, I just got a Robin Williams, uh, I can't remember what album it was, but my girlfriend's uh, sister's got it for me. Dang it, I can't remember what album it was, but I got a record. Nice. Uh, and it's super cool, waiting to get a working turntable or oh, okay. for, or or a record player, but it's super cool to have. Oh, yeah. No, I have a couple of Robin Williams uh, records, and then uh, Ben from the Garage Bar got me a couple of Lenny Bruce albums. Nice. So I just got like a huge comedy collection. That I'm- Hell yeah, and especially like pinnacle, like groundbreaking. Yeah, comedians. it's yeah historical references, which mm-hmm. brings me to I. We have talked about like uh, historical documentaries and shows, like on Showtime, about yeah. the comedy store and stuff. And you seem to be someone who's very interested in comedy history like yeah. as well as history in general uh, as we've talked about with like the uh navy stuff and oh yeah like all the aerospace and all that crap shit. yeah um but where tell me about your interest in comedy history am, am i wrong in my assumption that you seem to be someone who's fairly interested in yeah i mean i i guess i like it's i kind of like the I, I like to visit the old style of comedy like mm-hmm. Like the it, that's it's weird because I never really thought about loving the history of comedy, mm-hmm. you know. Because 
I think I like the way comedy started just with like a dude going up between burlesque dancers doing a couple jokes and introducing right. a dancer. Right. Like I just think that's kind of cool. But I mean, as far as like the history of it, I mean, it's it is cool to know like all the groundbreaking artists and like the people like like Lenny Bruce getting arrested, like shit right. like that, like because he couldn't say fuck on stage, but exactly. he would do it anyway. And then the yeah, people like you said, breaking ground, groundbreaking, setting the stage for what we some take for granted, but like that freedom of speech that yeah. now comedy is known for mm-hmm. is for saying fuck, not necessarily, but saying. For saying fuck what you think and being able to say whatever we feel right. in a funny way, as long as it's comedy, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and that's why I think if for some reason it's weird. I've seen a lot of people recently uh, turn to comedy for uh, almost direction, but more levity in these troubling times. Uh, yeah, but I can't remember what podcaster um it might have been good ones but like talking about looking to comedians for guidance when our government has been completely which i don't i don't advise anyone look to comedians for guidance maybe levity at the very most just don't yeah (laughs) comedians they're just here to make you laugh exactly i mean you can take out of it whatever you want right but if it does help you make a life decision, awesome. But mm-hmm. like, just telling jokes, right? You know. So what? Growing up, I guess got you into telling jokes. Be- I mean, besides that initial, I guess at twelve years old. Oh, these are funny. I'm yeah. gonna go share this. I mean, I was always just a funny kid. Like I was mm-hmm. just like, I mean, at school, total loner. Like didn't really get along with people. But I was always right. just kind of in the back of my head, like. I would think the like a yeah. comeback, like a bully would do something. I would have a comeback in my right. head, and I just wouldn't say it or anything. But right. so like, you're more of a pussy than a comedian. Oh, a huge you pussy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then, uh, like I was just like at home, like I would always be running around just being crazy and like just doing mm-hmm. silly shit, just trying to get my parents to laugh. And then like my mom was always saying I was like a little Jerry Lewis, like running <laughs> around like doing all this like wacky shit and. Mm-hmm. Like and then watching Robin Williams, I was like emulating him, like watching Patch Adams and trying to right. make like if my mom was sad or something, I would try to make him laugh. It was mm-hmm. just always like like I just like getting that reaction. Right. You know? And it seems like you had a lot of support too of I mean, support of comedy just being in the house, which I think yeah. a lot of people enjoy comedy, so it's around growing up. Yeah. But well, it was just laughing in general. Like I mean, mm-hmm. everyone loves to laugh. And exactly. If you can have your kid who's not good at sports actually make you be useful somehow, right? And like, why not support it? Yeah, he's not very strong. He doesn't help around the house very much, but yeah. he's always good for a quick laugh. And I'm not a total pussy. I started getting <laughs> mouthy in high school. That okay. did. <laughs> I remember the first day of high school. Just like the kid, he was actually a cap. Like he was like a wrestling captain or some shit like mm-hmm. and i had a basketball out on like the parking lot for our lunch break and he right. went to steal it from me and i go fuck <laughs> off like i just and he told on me like a pussy so he, he went, was supposed so he went up and told on me and then the guy was like yeah you probably shouldn't say that to the wrestling coach i'm like oh so it's okay for him to swing at me but i can't tell him to go fuck himself <laughs> and then i got in trouble more right <laughs> i'm like well, fuck these guys <laughs> well it was for that language specifically and i think you that makes sense, though, that you got in trouble so much those first two years, and then the last two years, you were like, you know what? I'm just gonna 
Feels like I've burned enough bridges. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, plus, I you made it, your enemies in high school. Yeah, and then decided to skirt. Mm-hmm. And it move. dawned on me too, like in high school, if you like, if you try super hard mm-hmm. and you get really great grades, they don't let you out early. Right. So, like, so. why try hard? So, like, I basically like skirted by doing the easiest shit I could. Hell yeah! And At then, the bare minimum. Yeah, and right. I still graduated with a four point oh. <laughs> oh, so not not quite the bare minimum. It was just easy. Impressive. I just took the easy classes. Oh yeah. Did you go to college afterward? Because or were you were just working? Yeah, no, right? I took a couple of, like night classes at CC, but I didn't get a degree or anything. I just oh, yeah. took what was needed, and and even that, it wasn't even like I needed to take these classes. It was just my the boss where I worked was like, I want you to at least have this. Yeah. On your the resume. Job. Yeah, so. it helps your job too. Yeah. If you ever decide to leave, yeah, too. I mean, it was a joke though, because I would go to like these night classes. I knew everything already, right? Like I learned it in high school From, and I'd uh, been I on say, the job, yeah. So like I would show up late and just leave early every day because it was just like, <laughs> like this is elementary to me. I was like Goodwill Hunting, elementary. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Are you? Just... I was Wait. stealing shit to give it to Goodwill. That's what I was doing. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna ask if you're autistic, but I think I'm thinking of Rain Man. Yeah, yeah. Different movie. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so you what you you've been doing comedy for a while now. I would say a while compared to me. Two years. Two years. Yeah. Not that much longer than me, no. I guess. I Are know. you counting COVID times in your two years or no? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was did you doing start doing stand up? Uh, July of 2018. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess. Damn. Yep. No, it's been, yeah, I, I counted COVID times just because I was hosting and performing every week. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, I, that's almost, uh, yeah, it's coming up on three years almost. Yeah. Because you started, uh, oh, the year before me. But anyways, yeah, I started in May of 2019. Oh, nice. So. I don't know why I thought you were much longer. I mean, I'm really good. Yeah, that's it. That's that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what got you to do comedy to to actually like to like take All the right, plunge? I'm gonna start stand up. Yeah, actually, that was I had like the worst month of my life mm-hmm. in like uh in July that m- year, and uh basically I was dating a girl. She uh so we, I was dating a girl. She got like put in the hospital. She got out of the hospital. You put her in the hospital. No, she got she got okay. like she got really sick, ended up in the hospital. So like I was like staying the night, like at the hospital. Uh-huh. She gets out of the hospital, dumps me. Yeah. But not after I get in a car accident. Like she literally like we were she was driving we were driving she was driving to work and I was behind her because I was like going that direction anyway. Mm-hmm. She saw me get in a car accident and just kept going. <laughs> so I'm sitting there like, well, this you know, that should have been a sign. Right, I feel and she like dumped me an like impending doom. Yeah, yeah so then she dumped me like like a couple days later. Ooh, and then like at least my, she waited. Yeah, <laughs> and then like my dog died, and then a couple a buddy of mine like went to got in like some real big trouble and like went to jail mm. for a little bit, and I was just like like all my like all this bad shit was just happening around Your me. The world is crashing. Yeah, and I was like, well. I need to do something. <laughs> and then my buddy was like, you need to just start doing stand up. Like you need to do it. Like if right. you don't do it by the middle of July, we're going to beat you up. And they right. meant it. Like, <laughs> like we, we had slap bets. Like he'll, he'll oh, yeah. like, I'm missing a tooth. 
Jeez. Yeah, it's it's not gonna be replaced either. It can't be replaced. It's not going to. It cannot. Yeah. So like, I just I have violent friends, and like, if you don't do stand up, <laughs> we're going to beat you up. I have violent friends. Yeah. They carry tiki torches. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so what, dude? Do you want mosquitoes around you or not? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're more practical than yeah. racist. <laughs> At this point, I don't know. <laughs> But um, no, so like I literally like I took their like their threats and I was like, I'm all right, let's yeah. do this shit. I don't want to lose another tooth. Yeah. Yeah. So I just started started signing up for open mics and then it was just hit the ground running. Yeah. I literally did a garage bar open mic and then tip top like a, a week or two later. And then mm-hmm. it was from then it was like one a week. Hell yeah. So you plus you were already in the prime state of depression from your world crashing down. Oh yeah. So there is only up mm-hmm. from there. Oh yeah. Once you're like that depressed, it's like right. nothing. You're can... like I have to do comedy. Yeah. And actually, like, I looked. I was depressed for so long. My face is just stuck like that now. <laughs> you, that's why you have the resting bitch I, face. Yeah. If it's well documented, if you see Carl at any venue or whether he's on stage or not, there's mi- maybe one smile per four minutes, but then it's back to scowl. Yeah. No, yeah. I I hate smiling. I don't know why. I just, I'm just always so relaxed at shows and stuff, I just, but yeah. I look mean. Yeah, you're like, I don't want to put on a front for you. I'm fine. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe I need Botox or something. Yeah, maybe. It's not attractive. But it doesn't matter. So <laughs> um, what have you been... What got you started, or what got you inspired to do the bartending with Carl besides the quarantine? Yeah. Was that it, mostly? or Pretty much. I mean, like, when I first started doing stand-up, I made two dumb videos called Cooking with Carl. Oh. And... I'm not aware. No, they're, like, they're deep on my Instagram or something, <laughs> but basically I just made, like, mashed potatoes, chicken, and spinach, but, like, it was super, like, it was just, like, very awkward... Like, I'm like, yeah, I killed a chicken this morning, but it's just, like, prepackaged chicken that, I like, mm. it's just all, like, just dumb jokes. And those were fun, and then I just kind of stopped doing them because I got distracted actually trying to write stand-up. Right. But then, uh, yeah, when the pandemic hit and, like, we had to quarantine, uh, my girlfriend got me a old-fashioned kit from a local distillery, mm-hmm. from Long Road Distillery, and, like, I... Uh, I was like, I'm going to make one. So I was like, I'm going to make a video and just see if it sticks. I just did it my super awkward cadence and right. just tried to lean into it. And it was funny. It turned out funnier than I had planned. I was like, right. shit, I got to post it. And then it just kind of took off. Now, is the kind of almost cheesy editing, but like the quick editing, yeah. like the quick cuts, is uh, it's purposeful? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, just I wanted to be like kind of like really cut off. Like you could tell I fucked up in yeah. times and <laughs> – Unfortunately, like I've like as I've because I've done like close to forty of them now. Wow! Well, it includes bartending with comics. Like yeah, the, like yeah. Just, like the collaborations, which I have been featured on. Yeah, that was a really fun one. The um apple or sparkling apple kicker. Yeah, but like I've done so many of them that now I like kind of just do my intro and I can just. Well, now they've just kind of. Uh, escalated to just being like <laughs> skits, a joke of a joke in themselves. Yeah, yeah, like they're not making real drinks anymore. They're just like me attacking people with twisted teas and shit. Which we recommend if they're racist, attack them with yeah. twisted teas. But yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, but now I'm like I don't have to do as quick cuts and edits anymore because I'm just so used to the talking and used to doing the host of it. I guess right. Which 
you are a great host. You host at River North yeah. and um my garage. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh with comedy on Ida. Mm-hmm. As the shows have been called. Yeah. <laughs> Nightmare on Ida was the Nightmare on Ida was like the Halloween one. Right. Yeah. Yes. Very fun house shows. Um and we've been talking about possibly another yeah, no. house show yep. in the works. Uh more talk to be done. Oh yeah. But I am looking forward to that. And just the ability to have more. Emerge 2021, General Dynamics Information Technology's signature virtual event series. See Vision brought to life with GDIT and over 40 leading partners showcasing real technology solutions that make an impact today and pave the way for tomorrow. Join leaders across government and industry to explore how to accelerate digital modernization for your IT enterprise. Take a deep dive into emerging technology that will transform the world and learn how defense agencies are advancing the mission with cloud. Register now at GDIT.com slash emerge. Virginia, William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. Content to put out as well. Yeah. Um, but be on the lookout. Stuff on Ida. We don't know. Um, any Jew. Um, shalom. Shalom. I, you had said something that I wanted to get into, but I, I completely forgot, so I will move in to your artistic ability. Uh, you're a very good artist. I At least I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take that. I mean, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, just for saying I'm right. I always need to be affirmed. Have you been drawing a long time, or was yeah. it something like a doodling hobby in your? I just old like age? to doodle. I mean, I because like in I said, age. like I was always a dork. I couldn't do sports or anything, so my exactly. mom was like, "Give him some pencils." Did you? <laughs> did you try sports at all, or no? Yeah. yeah. Well, I tr- yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. I was really good at running. I was yeah. really good at running. Like I could do like just super long distance. I was supposed to be on the cross country team. Right. These sticks I found are out, made for running. Yeah. Yeah, my super thin legs. They're like, you. These are good for running. Yeah, but I was like, I signed up for it, and they're like, all right, we have practice like this day, these many days a week. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm already a better runner than all these guys. I don't want to practice. I don't need all this practice. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's it's running. It's what, not hard. What did you think was way more important than practice? But also, I understand what you're saying. Not having to go do shit. Yeah, like just <laughs> having free time. You are all about the free time. Yeah, I don't want to waste my time by. Like, does anybody ever look back at their cross country career in high school and be like, "Boy, those were the days." Maybe, yeah. Maybe Nobody. if they go on to college, cross country. Yeah, is cross? No, there's no like. Who's the most famous cross country runner? Dude, you're asking the wrong guy. No, I yeah, wasn't. exactly. <laughs> if I ask you, like, who's the most popular? Like, who's the biggest, like, road like bicycle racer in the world? Lance Armstrong. Exactly. You but know. you don't do either. But I'm just trying to say, cross country <laughs> stupid. Fair point. It's not hard. Like Fair I point. literally ran a 10k with zero training and a hangover, that <laughs> and crushed it. I ran a 5k my sophomore freshman year, freshman year because uh, I couldn't do the swimming course. Not because I'm black, but because I'm allergic to chlorine. Uh, okay. Just saying. <laughs> that's that's the only 5k I've ran. 
how are you allergic to uh, uh, you're not supposed to drink to it high amounts of chlorine <laughs> it, it's i understand that yeah everyone's but, allergic to drinking chlorine so when, <laughs> so when you're around cats it's not because you're allergic to drinking cats what are you saying you drink cats no <laughs> Because they make my eyes itch. Oh, so okay. I can't even get them close to my mouth. So you're mouth. allergic to cats and chlorine? Cats, chlorine, cotton. No, not cotton. <laughs> I'm Anything that starts with the C, basically. Anything that starts with the C. Chlamydia. Yeah, I think everyone's allergic to that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Crabs. Crabs, crack. You're allergic to crack? No, but yeah. I have to tell myself I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how addictions actually work. Yeah. You. It's It's just convincing yourself you're allergic to it. I heard they're renaming crack to cosmic just to try to be a little more PC. <laughs> just to get just to get back at Hopcat. Yeah. They're like, oh, you think you got us? <laughs> oh, you think you got us? We're the industry. Yeah. We we run America. Yeah. They gotta name them back to crack friends. Yeah, Cosmic runs America. Um <laughs> had a cosmic baby. <laughs> <laughs> Cosmic babies are um, were a major plague of the eighties. Um, so, oh man, we've pretty much hit all my. Oh no. Um, so I've also seen you take an interest in the improv community in Grand Rapids. Here, yeah. Are you, have you performed a lot in improv or no? I mean, I've done. I did like a showcase at the Comedy Project, mm-hmm. which was for because I did an improv class, and at the end it was a showcase, right. And I mean, we were performing every week in the class, but that was just among like the eight of us. Mm-hmm. But I just liked I like improv. I like being like off the cuff and, and goofy. Like even like uh-huh. even when I do stand up, I prefer to be a little more mm-hmm. like multi directional with where I can go. I, I I like to try to tell a different joke like right. every time, and, like take it differently. Yeah, and it's nice to at least in a stand up perspective to gauge the audience on. Like, yeah. So having one joke have two different routes, kind of. Or, oh, totally. Where you could go. I mean, both maybe not. Um, both maybe written out, obviously, but having the ability to pick something to go to rather yeah. than having a set structure of what you're going to do, uh, isn't like the ideal sense of improv. Mm-hmm. I know, but uh, I think my biggest like. I guess my biggest pro of improv is just the ability to be goofy mm-hmm. is what I've noticed. I haven't done a lot of improv things except for it's the problem what like, I put on myself. Yeah. I liked the improv, but to me it seemed like to get a laugh was a little too easy at mm-hmm. times. I mean, I think if people, when people do improv and they're really right at it, that's fucking awesome. Right. But I also see like sometimes it's a real easy way to like, you can almost fuck up on purpose mm-hmm. to get a laugh. Okay. And yeah, that's not what I look for, right? Like, I think it because of stand up. Well, I don't don't want to say because of stand up, but because of comedy writing and appreciators of comedy writing, we are more, like I said, appreciative of artfully or tactfully writing. Yeah, you know? like, and I want you to laugh at what I say, not like what I'm doing. Like exactly, uh, like it's I don't know, it's a whole thing. But I mean, I like to do sets even where I just have like. Like, I, like, at the garage bar, I'll have the bartender write down a list of, like, eight things. Right. And I'll yeah. keep it in my back pocket until I get on stage. Mm-hmm. I pull that out, and then just kind of here's my set. Those things. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I'm going to try. Um, I was in talks to start doing a monthly show. Okay. Uh, potentially at the Comedy Project. That's right. They're going like, to be opening back up soon. Yeah. 
I would think. Because February 1st, well, are they a bar? or, or They I don't do know, have, like, concessions included? and stuff, so okay. it'll be, I don't know what they're going to do with that. Right. But, no, we were going to do a stand-up, like, improv stand-up show where it was, like, mm-hmm. you basically don't know what you're talking about. Strictly right. almost crowd work and, like, off of topics. Yeah. And if it goes good, like, and they're open mic, it has potential to become, like, a actual show they do, which would be, like... I'd be able to like kind of pay the performers and stuff, right? Which is what everyone's looking for. Yeah, (laughs) I mean that's one thing I really have been trying to do with like my house show and like running showcases. I want to be able to pay people, right? Because I mean, if it wasn't for me hosting, I've I don't think I've been paid to do stand up yet, (laughs) right? And it's and that I think that's my definitely my most steady job of getting paid for comedy. But I think. I was supposed to headline for the first time yesterday, but it got canceled. <laughs> oh, really? It got, when, when did it get canceled? Because of the lockdown. <laughs> Wait, because of what? COVID. Because Co- of COVID. I was supposed to. Wow. It was it, the bar got, it was a, at a VFW. You're just being oh, a. Dang. Yeah. There was a bunch of VFW shows that got canceled. Well, obviously all the shows got canceled. Yeah. But I was supposed to do a couple of VFW shows too. Yeah. That's it. Uh, I might've been, I'm not going to say. I've been cool. Been on, that same show that would have been cool would have been but covid yeah and it's super shitty but um oh shoot i just had it oh nope lost it fuck dude oh nope got it back um (laughs) i that partnership with the comedy project is super cool and something i'm looking forward to uh hopefully i mean it's all just talk right now like bar talk and but you doing talks and bars now yeah yeah Speakeasy style. I was going to say, because these bars aren't supposed to be open. It's all about who you know. <laughs> um, and I know Crackle. And I know, <laughs> and I know Cosmic. Uh, <laughs> um, Snap, Cosmic, and Pop. <laughs> Cosmical. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if I just ran out of camera view. Um, My butt hurts. We're getting there. I. Uh, so <laughs> my butt hurts. We're getting there. <laughs> Flip it. Don't stop. <laughs> I meant my butt hurts from sitting so long. That means we must be running out of time. Um, that still doesn't sound terribly better. Just but keep going. <laughs> we'll just keep moving on. Um, I do. I do love what you're doing for. That's I remember where I was going. I do love what you're doing for local comedians and not only giving them a place to perform in your garage when all the other places were shut down, but also paying them for their hard work. Yeah. Because you as an art as an artist, as a comedian, know that it is hard work mm-hmm. putting a set together and also having that opportunity means so much, but also to get paid for your passion is it's a oh, whole it's a new great level feeling. of happy yeah and because that's our ultimate goal is it not to be paid and self-sufficient off of our words or totally agree our art in general um so i appreciate that in having being having been someone who you have given the opportunity uh not only in in the open mic scene but also at your house shows um to perform and have a chance at this dream that we're all aiming at. So I thank you. Oh, of course, man. I mean, you're one of my favorite comedians to perform with. So of course I would have you on my house show. Oh. You were on the first house show, I think. Yeah, I think, it, and I loved it. That yeah. was a favorite house show. 
Um, and there will be more. I hope so. I had an epiphany yesterday sitting in our backyard having a midday fire. Uh, we looked out to the back fence in our backyard, and the snow was in like a perfect formation for what would be a large stage. And I was like, you know, I can take up woodworking or something just like you did in your corner, mm-hmm. like stage in your garage. I was like, I could have like a decent stage because I know Haley likes Haley likes to do music stuff. No, Haley performs musically, and we have a lot of friends who are in bands and stuff, and obviously a lot of comedian friends. So why not maybe next summer try to put something together outdoors? That'd be um, cool. It, like regardless of if things open up or not, you know, we've seen our forefathers before us, uh, Dave Chappelle, <laughs> set up similar things. He's got COVID now. Really. Chappelle yeah. got the coves. Well, he was hanging out in Texas, like in Austin, with like Joe Rogan, Elon Musk, and like they were all just partying at a bar. And then, like the next day, it's like Chappelle's got COVID. Damn. <laughs> when was this? Like this weekend. Uh-huh. Like just this past like Friday. Wow. Yeah. R.I.P. Man. Uh, he's not dead. I well, who's to say? That would suck. I mean, I didn't even know he had COVID. He for for all you know, he could be dead. I would probably I have a notification set up ruin. <laughs> I, I have a, it. I have a Google, Google alert. Doc, yeah, it's like if Dave Chappelle dead. Like if those come up. Yeah, Dave yeah. Chappelle mostly. I get every cool alert with Dave Chappelle. It's, I'm a big comedian fan. How about you? Yeah, I, I mean they're cool. <laughs> Anyways, but no, I want to really like comedy. I, I want like I think our generation, like like our class, or mm-hmm. if you want to put it that way. Yeah. Like I think we are gonna push comedy, like I the think, scene. Yeah, I think definitely. It's almost more of like the alt um, movement again, just instead of like alternate or alternative material, it's more like alternative spaces and alternative yeah. venues because I think we're forced to it. Oh. And I think because of that, a different kind of class of comedy is going to be, be coming and pushing comedy forward. Oh, of course. And you look at the way comedy specials went, you had to be on, you had to be on uh, Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Or first you had to be like on Letterman or something, and then you had to be right. on Comedy Central. And then it was like Netflix. You have to get your Netflix special. Yeah. Then you have dudes putting out specials on YouTube. YouTube. Right. So it's like it's constantly changing. So, I mean, yeah, it's awesome if we can get like booked at Grins or something. Right. But if we can make we can like transcend that a bit and actually do like our house shows and have a following that way. Yeah. Where we're having like these like small punk shows a bit. Like, right. I want that to be a thing. Right. Where, Completely like, almost cutting the industry out and having it. Because, we just create our own scene that gets us right. to that level. Right. It, and I think that that's basically what the movement has become. It's become everything has been more accessible, not only to the consumer, but also to the artist. Yeah. Like, it's more accessible to get their art to people, like, in YouTube things, and then see the the profit from that, you know, the fanship from it and things like that, and the support, yeah. basically. Yeah. And that's been like a huge silver lining, I think, too, from this pandemic. Right. Is it's really given people to develop a hustle mm-hmm. and like kind of find their footing and really excel. Right. And not that like I'm not trying to shit on people that didn't do anything because like it's not like easy. Right. It's you're surviving this fucking historical period that we're in exactly like do what you can right but like it's given like people like i mean like you and i like we've been able to kind of find these hustles and do them and like do something with this art that we've been trying to peddle for at least a little bit already yeah and we're making content exactly 
I, I have like a lot of opinionated thoughts about <laughs> like making content and like right. if you're who's not been doing, doing it's it's a whole thing and it's <laughs> like it's I just think it's great that like it seems like a lot of stand up comics are doing a whole lot more than like right. other comedy avenues. <laughs> you are you really shitting on improv right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to get into your like your your appreciation for improv. No, I mean I no, love improv, but like I just look at like because there is like a slight a riff beef. Yeah, there is yeah. like a beef or riff between improv and stand up. Right. And that's understandable. Mm-hmm. But when I look at like the people putting out content, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm putting out these dumb videos. You have podcasts, like everyone's starting podcasts and like right. doing something. And but I every seen... every comedian starting po- like stand ups are starting podcasts. Yeah, and None I look at like improv, improv and like kidding. Some of them are nice. Some of them are really yeah, I know. cool. Some of them are really nice. But I I don't really <laughs> see a whole bunch of like sketch videos coming out, right? Or anything that's, I mean, what's bringing entertainment? What's yeah? Like, what are you doing? Like so, if, if this if this is your art if this is your passion, what do you bring into the table? You seem yeah. pretty silent. But I mean, then again, it's not for me to tell these people. Like, yeah, who why, knows what everyone is going through? You don't get to make me also go off and agree with you on a judgmental tangent, and then you just back out like that. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm just trying to clarify. I, mean, <laughs> I think maybe you can relate too. It's like I'm not gonna try to judge people for not doing anything because it is tart. It's yes. it's tough. Yeah, everyone's trying to make a living here. Yeah. And whether you have to work and you're thrown fully into your work because I was the same. And so now, yeah, I can't agree with you. So I'm sorry. I got angry, but we're, we're kicking ass. Again. We're taking names. Exactly. But no, um, because like when I was working at two men and a fuck or whatever for a while, like I didn't have any time to put out content or like, yeah, like hardly go to shows because that job just sucked. But I had to do it because quarantine stuff and I wasn't, able to collect unemployment and I was an essential worker which is shitty right but any Jew I had to do what I had to do as we understand during this quarantine you're like I had to do what I had to do like did you kill like, people no I was just <laughs> lifting furniture I killed my back a few times oh yeah um, but like I said I had to do what I had to do to you survive were this lifting quarantine. furniture you were robbing houses of furniture two men in a truck dude <laughs> that's I all you need moving. to rob <laughs> i was moving places that's yeah. all you need to rob it's just two guys in yeah. a truck doesn't matter what size um so uh in our jokers of january series we have been touching on uh the inspirations of comedy um or of our comedians i guess and so i have a couple questions for you that will kind of wind down this podcast but um my first one is, uh, we talked about Mitch Hedberg being your introduction to com- to comedy, to comedy. comedy. <laughs> you got uh, there. <laughs> being your introduction to comedy, but um, I guess who is your most inspirational uh, comic, or who is your favorite comedian? That's, I mean, that's for me. It's always changing depending mm-hmm. on like where I'm at, right? Stand up in my head, because I mean. I think Robin Williams, like I, his materials, like it can get kind of like, I love Robin Williams and I like his like off the cuff, just like top of the head, just and going off and just getting yeah. laughs. I and love character that. Type yeah. Voice. I love that. Cause that's something I kind of lean into a little bit mm-hmm. with my standup. Sometimes like I kind of go in these like dumb characters sometimes, like, right. like not a bunch of characters. I'm not like <laughs> trying to say that, but I have You're like my talented. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. But I love like I think Robin Williams, like Big J Okerson, like those guys with their like their 
being able to improv and do crowd work, yeah, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like Mark Norman, like that dude, like I idolize his writing is great. Yeah, and yeah, it. That's why I like Jack Reeves, just because. Oh yeah, of their their wordplay and things like that, and just puns and mm-hmm. stuff. Because I, that's why he reminds me of him. Not only like the little boyish look, but it's the Mark Norman works with a lot of puns. Yeah, like um, Norm McDonald. Just like two great com- or uh, a bunch of great comedians, but uh, they have that certain voice that can they can almost say anything, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's just their face, or their voice inflection, their tone, but it's everything sounds funny oh. coming out of their mouths. <laughs> I just saw the uh, Norm Macdonald clip with Larry King. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Yes. He's like, I'm deeply closeted. <laughs> <laughs> Like Larry King's like, wait, are you trying to say you're, you're coming out as gay? He's like, no, I'm deeply in the closet. <laughs> like I'm not coming I'm not out. Coming but out. I'm deeply in the closet. <laughs> it's like Larry King's just like, what? <laughs> My favorite is still, and I saw you like the tweet because I said rest in peace, Saka Souffle. Yep. Is his, is Saka Souffle. Chocolate. Chocolate Souffle. souffle. <laughs> oh. Um. Mark Walt. 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 Oh Walt. yeah. <laughs> Wahlberg. You got it. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yeah, I got it. Um, yeah, my favorite is his interview with Tom Segura. That was yeah. still one of my top. There's a great Larry, Larry King, King where interviews. a lady, a woman talks about getting attacked. Like, she went to a drive-thru. Mm-hmm. She's like, she got jumped, like, in the drive-thru. And he's like, <laughs> she's, like, describing this horrific event. And he goes, what do they do with the food? <laughs> Like that's the question. It's a logical question. <laughs> it's so like, damn, Larry, <laughs> doesn't miss a detail. He's, he's cutting straight to the meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so after that, I wanted to ask. Um, I've been asking comedians the most recent special they've watched, um, or I guess yeah, if that's too hard to think of the fa- your yeah once again your favorite special, which is sometimes harder to determine because it depends on the comedian, right? Right. No, um, I think so. If you want to count it as special, but the Andrew Schultz Saves America, yeah, I watched Schultz that. That was America. probably the most recent county special I watched. Mm-hmm. It's but it's like that is like a bunch of writers just yeah. funneling into him, like making a killer set. But I mean, I listened to a bunch of Stephen Wright lately, mm-hmm. and then um. Pete Holmes. Oh yeah. I uh like whenever I'm like super like depressed and like spiraling a bit, mm-hmm. like losing it, I like I'll throw on Pete Holmes because it's impossible I'd to like be in to a bad wa- mood. I like to watch crashing when I'm depressed because it kind of almost it's crashing is way too close to comfort for me. It's, it's that psycho blonde chick at the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm saying like I've been there. Cra- <laughs> crashing allows for the depression to come yeah. in, and it kind of hugs it, right? <laughs> and it 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 almost warrants it. But um, just his specials alone, just, yeah. Like his whole like McDonald's bit, yeah. He's like, I like to sit at a party and be like, this party's McDonald's. I'm loving it, and it just ruins the party. I love that. I cannot like that cheers me up every time. His- his overall face yeah like you could just see it with a smile that could definitely it's so cheesy it can ruin any exactly. party just his face alone. that dude has like gotten me out of like really bad times oh i love pete holmes and, and i when i was saying like it hugs my depression like crashing actually did lift me up and inspired me comedically too because it's it's one of those shows that uh 
you know, tells of the the rise of a comic or, mm-hmm. you know, the path necessary to take. And that's what, like, got me inspired to do comedy in the first place, like listening to Mark Norman, or Mark Marin, <laughs> and, um, damn it. And but hearing all these uh, not only stand up comedians, but sketch comedians or uh, SNL cast mm-hmm. members talk about their process or their path and uh, how they got to comedy or how they got to SNL. And it was always improv stuff and stand up stuff. But hearing about the journey is what got me inspired and um, I guess able to accept that it was, it was a possible thing that I could also travel up those ranks yeah somehow it's really a little mind-blowing for me i've been thinking about that a lot lately of like all these big name people like these like people who it always it almost seems like they're in a different universe than me right but and then you kind of think back it's like no i'm on the same ground as exactly like me and mark Wahlberg are walking the same earth right like it's possible which is weird to think but yeah like you see Wahlburgers on tv and then you're like oh no i saw Wahlburgers in detroit like okay so these things are nor these things are achievable. Yeah. Like what what is on TV I can walk to in real life. So why can't the people are on TV be what I experience in real life? Yeah. Type of thing. We're all born with like the same like well, maybe not all of us born with the same kind of brain. Yeah. But like we all have like the potential. <laughs> that, was a, that was a bold statement yeah. there. <laughs> well I was thinking like David Lee Roth, he said something about how like, you know, when we all graduate high school, we all start at the same starting line. It's like fuck you. No, you didn't. No, you, you had didn't. a you had a voice that, like this fucking dork getting beat up by the jocks didn't have. Right. Like, like that's that's a bullshit yeah. theory. But I don't. know. I just feel like we all can like we if anyone can work hard and like do something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, there is luck and like some talent involved. I guess. Right. But, but if you go with the Joe Rogan theory and tend to picture of picture us all as babies, like everyone was once a baby. Some were cosmic. Exactly, Cosmic Babies. Um, That's a great name for a comedy album, a Cosmic, cosmic Baby. Baby. <laughs> Baby Cosmic. So, um, I know you said Schultz Saves America was the, one of the most recent ones. Uh, I'll go to that one. If I know that's rife with jokes. It's, yeah. It's joke after joke after joke. Because like you said, uh, a bunch of writers coming together to funnel through him, mm-hmm. also himself as a writer. But... Um, do you watch Flagrant too, or do you listen to any of his podcasts? No, I haven't. Uh, very great podcast. I I believe I'm too busy listening to all my friends' shitty yeah, podcasts. I'm sorry, but we are inspired by good ones. Um, yeah, not so much I, as you can tell. You'll get there. But hey, um, but Flagrant Two is a great podcast, and they talk about they they have been talking about Schultz Saves America, like okay. the making of it and stuff like that with. Uh, their writers and pro- or the director Alex Media, but like the writers Mark Gagnon, um, I don't remember. Oh, I think Akash Singh, who is his co-host on Flagrant too, um, was also a writer on it as well as himself. But yeah, it's a very rapid fired one joke a second, basically, um, or joke every sentence. Any Jew? Do you have a favorite joke or instance from there, or we can go? To Not Stephen Wright one. for your favorite joke. <laughs> Man, I don't have anything from Schultz Hits America. Stephen Wright, I mean, it's it's weird. They all kind of like blend together for me. I don't have like a favorite Stephen Wright right now. I mean, I think the um, 
the one that always sticks out to me is like the house burned down. That's what the chimney left. Mm-hmm. He like accuses the chimney of burning down the house. <laughs> I don't uh, know. I can't no think other, of anything. I can't. Like, I can't remember any. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that is uh, an iconic Stephen Wright. Yeah, but um, I should have listened to it recently, just like more recently. <laughs> I know. On the I way here, I should have warned you, my just bad. so I could have an answer. Um, now, what is your favorite joke of yours that you have written? Oof, I would have to say it's my like I have this one bit. It's my go-to opener. Like mm-hmm. if I'm doing a show, it's my whole like going to a massage parlor mm-hmm. and you have to fill out a waiver, and then it got that piggybacks into like this it's this whole bit like where it piggybacks into meeting a hooker at a bar right and then she becomes my emergency contact for the massage parlor right but i've actually recently rewritten the ending of that i'm pretty Ooh. happy about hell yeah because i have another joke i can i can tie in like more jokes that i already have into mm-hmm. that and it's because i have a joke about having a girlfriend and how she uh we have custom ringtones for each other mm-hmm. uh, like and i call her you know, when she calls me, it'll play like a, a like an Ed Sheeran love song. Right. When I call her, it goes to voicemail. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have that at the end of my hooker joke, <laughs> where it's people always be like, "You have a girlfriend? Why don't you have call her?" And I'll be like, "Cause it goes to voicemail." Right. Cinnamon always picks up. <laughs> Which is a great. I like that. I. Thank you for always being there to hit up when I want to write with someone. Oh yeah, I love writing with people. Yeah, you're a great writing partner. Because um, you're great to just bounce ideas off of Because you're a great writer as well Thank you um, But after that I think this is our last question Where I ask you What are you trying to do With comedy What is your goal for I guess your lane Or yeah, What do you want I'd, I mean I'd love to be able to become rich and famous off of it That's like yeah, but the end like, game But your realistically face. Yeah I mean, I know I'm way too good looking to be like a funny, <laughs> a comedian. funny person. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'd like to um, honestly, if I can get to a level where I'm just, if I can headline somewhere, mm-hmm. like a actual, like if I can feature at a club or if I can right. go spend a weekend in Indiana performing somewhere, do a little bit of road work, mm-hmm. that would be cool. But you know, I mean, I'm I'm looking at it realistically. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now it feels like I'm just gonna be doing open mic hosting for a while and right. maybe get a showcase spot here and there, hopefully someday. Right. We and have then, to accept that these are years away. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, right now I just want to keep putting the hard work and being creative and, you know, maybe make people laugh. Cause it is cool. Like <laughs> maybe make people laugh. Like I like the comedy thing, but if I can like just kind of make people laugh, it's all well, right. just getting recognized, like mm-hmm. being able to like go out and be recognized somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like I was like sitting at a bar one time and a guy was like, you look really familiar. I'm like, uh, don't have you been on Megan's Law? <laughs> and he's like, no, that's not it. But then he was have like, been he's on back page. He <laughs> saw me perform at the comedy project. Right. He worked for the Mitten, and they had a Christmas party there. Mm-hmm. And I just so happened to be there as another comic bailed. So right. I took the spot, and like, hell yeah, I performed, and then people recognized me from it. So it's right. like, yeah, I just want to get recognized and paid. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because we've been. I've also been recognized, but I want to get paid for what I've been recognized. Yeah, because I was not. Now it sounds like I'm patting myself on the back, but it's only because you brought it up. I was at the Children's Museum with my son. I think it was like the weekend after the first round of the funniest person in Grand mm-hmm. Rapids, and this little girl had come up to our table where we were doing like arts and crafts and stuff, and she was just like messing around like next to me, and 
her dad had come over and picked him up and <sighs> picked her up and she, he was like oh come on honey that's the funniest man in grand rapids or whatever and i was like what the heck and he was like oh we were at the show good stuff and i was like oh thank you i was like that was too it's it shouldn't have happened to me because i had a huge head for the rest of the day yeah but it was all it's something what we're working jeez toward. you could have at least like wingman for your son a bit yeah like, <laughs> set up a play date no the kid the the girl was way too young maybe in a few years i'll check back with him see if i know how old your son is more of a i just assumed he was like two no my son's like well i mean yeah no my son's like five he'll oh, be cool. five next week Shouts out. But it seems you have set achievable and ideal goals. Yeah, yourself. I mean, if it gets better, who knows? Who, who knows? If you get better, I think that's really the catalyst. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I get better and keep hustling, that's the main thing is to keep right. pushing. keep And keep putting stuff out. Yeah. Because And I think that's been evident, too. People who have gotten lazy just don't get the opportunities yeah i really just i really this is what i've been saying for a long time though like i really hope the hard work pays off yeah like when shows do come back and people are booking showcases right. i really hope that like my name is like in Mentioned their head because people because we've been doing stuff right yeah hopefully yeah but you know here's the hope and it all pays off yeah thank you guys so much for joining us on where is this going thank you carl of course coming out this is a blast is there <laughs> Why do you always sound so sarcastic? I don't know. It's when I get on podcasts. I just turn mean. <laughs> no, it's just your voice, I think. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug before we go? Uh, just check out my Instagram and my Twitter. Uh, I'm going to start raising money pretty soon for the Special Olympics. I'm going to be doing a polar plunge, like Ooh. a virtual polar plunge. So I want to do so- it's, I have to do something miserable at home as right. a payoff. So I'm going to try to start raising money for that. And, oh. uh I've done it before and I want to do it again. So look forward Just to look the post, for that, please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at Carl underscore Sobel on Instagram and Twitter. Yep. And do you have a uh, Facebook comedy page or no? No, I don't have that. But if you look up uh, Comedy Night at River North Public House, that's my show page. So you know, oh, yeah. Follow the show out. page and look forward to. Are you guys coming back in February? I don't know. I got to talk to Rachel about it for sure. Well, we will give you an update on that as well as more open mics to come next month, maybe. I know JB's Whiskey uh, has opened up. Yeah, I'm headlining there. that one. Oh, you're headlining the open mic? Yeah. Sounds about right. I'm doing seven. <laughs> I'm doing seven for sure. They will not light me at four. No. Um, <laughs> I'm going to light somebody at four. Do you know what, what uh, date you're going? You're going to go. It's one of David's uh, dates. I got one of John's. So catch uh, Carl... Either on the, the, the ninth, the ninth is it the ninth? I think so. The ninth in Battle Creek at JB's Whiskey, and you can see me the the exact next week. Uh, it's a Tuesday, the sixteenth at JB's Whiskey in Battle Creek. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook or on Instagram and Twitter uh, at the underscore no, yeah at the underscore Hunter Miles. And you can um, you can follow this podcast actually on Facebook too. Just search "Where Is This Going" podcast. But you can follow the podcast on Instagram at "Where Is This Going" pod and on Twitter at "Where Is This Gopo." Send us an email, "Where Is This Going" pod at gmail dot com, and subscribe to us. Uh, follow us on um, 
uh, Spotify. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching this, subscribe. Hit the little bell thing so you get notified when every time we upload. And you know what? Leave a comment. We love you guys so much. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>